Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there, this is Dig a Bit number three for the last month of the 10. We're in August and I wanted to just take a minute to talk about the spiritual Israel of today. Sometimes we hear verses like 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, which says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Sometimes we hear that verse quoted and it is in relation to America the United States of America and as if it is a promise to America today that if our people will humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways then he will heal our land. Well I do believe that there is a sense in which at any time if people turn to God and turn from their wicked ways, then things get better in their land. And certainly if people turn to God individually, things get immensely better for those people because they have the hope of eternal heaven. But I believe that it's a mistake to apply that verse to the United States of America today because most of the time when people do talk about this verse in regard to the United States of America, they say things like, if we could turn back to our righteousness and turn from our wicked ways, then God would heal our land. We need to be really careful when we do that because it's very obvious that our nation wasn't truly, in the pure sense, ever a Christian nation. As our book says, the religious climate that was steeped in deism, Puritanism, Catholicism, and later Calvinism was not in any way largely the adhering to any pattern of the New Testament church. In fact, it was far from adherence to the pattern of New Testament Christianity as we see the beginning roots of religion in our country today. So I think it's really important for us to teach our children that truly the United States of America, though we love it and though we believe God has blessed it in the extreme, that it truly never was a, quote, Christian nation. Further, the promises that are made to my people who were called by my name The people of the United States of America are called Americans, and that is not God's name by which we are called as citizens of the United States. As citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we are called Christians, and those are the people today who are called by His name. Thus, if God's people, Christians, who are called by his name will repent and turn back to from their wicked ways to the righteousness that they know 
is of God, then God will bless and heal our spiritual land, which is the church of Jesus Christ. Let's read the verse in that context and apply it to the spiritual Israel today. If my people, if Christians who are called by my name, Christian, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and always turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. Why will he forgive our sin? Because he gave his son so that he could forgive our sins. Christ paid the price for those sins. And when we put on Christ, God sees Christ instead of us because we have him on. And will forgive their sin and will heal their, and I'm going to add the word, spiritual land. I know I've taken a little bit of liberties with that verse, but if we're going to take that Old Testament verse and apply it in any way today, then we have to apply it as it was applied to the physical and spiritual Israel of the Old Testament. We have to apply it to the spiritual Israel of today. In that context, then, I want us to think about several New Testament passages that point to the fact that the spiritual Israel today is not a physical nation, but is the body of Christ. I think we find that clearly taught in lots of passages. I'm just going to point out the three that I put as the answer to the question at the top of page 165. That's question number four of this month's lesson. I, I referred first to Hebrews 8, verses 7 through 12. Hebrews 8, verses 7 through 12. I think if you're turning there, you will find that it really has a strong application to the kingdom today. It says there, if the first covenant had been without fault, then no place would have been sought for the second covenant. That is our New Testament. For finding fault with the old covenant, he said, behold, the days come, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with what? The house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant as I regarded them not, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with who? The house of Israel after these days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they won't have to teach every man his fellow citizen, saying, Know the Lord, for all will already know me from the least to the greatest. I think that's a really key verse there. In this new house of Israel, we don't have to turn to our fellow citizens and say, Know the Lord. Because every single person who is a fellow citizen in the kingdom already does know the Lord. And I love verse 12. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. I just love the fact, especially this week. It's been kind of a rough week for Cindy Colley in some ways. And I, I am very, very thankful for the conclusion of this and another passage that we're about to look at that says in this new kingdom there's great mercy oh the mercy that is at that is at the foot of calvary and then we look at uh let's look at galatians 3 7 next the next two passages that i want to take 
are from the book of Galatians. Turning there. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. The book of Galatians is full of this teaching about the new Israel versus the old Israel. If we look at verse 7 of chapter 3. Know ye, therefore, that those who are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles through faith, preached beforehand the gospel to Abraham, saying, In thee will all the nations be blessed. So then they, which are of faith, are blessed with faithful Abraham. I just really love that because it says that those who are faithful to Jesus Christ, the seed of Abraham, those are the ones who are the children of Abraham, the house of God today. And I love it too that this passage goes on and shows us that great thread of mercy the law, verse 12, is not a faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. I love verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made the curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. That's most everybody who's listening. That's you and me through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I love it that this passage, too, goes right to the heart of the cross, to mercy. And then we go to Galatians 6, verse 16, and this is just a powerful verse about the house of Israel today. Uh, there's a lot of things I love about this verse. Let's read the verse for, first. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. The Israel of God. He's clearly in a context of talking about the kingdom here. And there are just some things that I have to love about this verse. I love, first of all, that he introduced this section by saying, I want to find this verse before we go there. He, he introduced it by saying, it's a large letter that I'm using to write to you. You know, there were a lot of times when Paul, this is verse 11, you see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. And really, the correct translation of that is likely, see with how large a letter I write. And, you know, most of the time we, we read that Paul had a scribe who was taking down the words of the Holy Spirit as he instructed the scribe what to, what to write down. But he wrote this with his own hand. Have you ever, you know, gotten a letter from someone that you loved a lot that really meant a lot to you because they took the time to write it out? It means a lot today if we ever get a handwritten letter. This was a handwritten letter to the church at Galatia from Paul. It, particularly, if not all of this letter, the last part of this letter, at least, he wrote with his own hand. Let's see some of the, the things that he wrote with his own hand. Verse 
13, neither they who are circumcised keep the law that they may glory in your flesh or those who want you to have to be circumcised. But God forbid that I should glory. I don't want to boast in the fact that I'm circumcised. Paul was, of course, a Jew. But I don't want to boast in that. God forbid that I should glory except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. The cross of Christ puts a great big obstacle, a great big impediment, a great big wall between the Christian and the world. That's the cross drives down that stake between me and the world. I have to deny the lust of the flesh. I have to walk away from the temptations of this world. And the cross is what does that for me. I have to keep focused on the cross. For in Christ Jesus, verse 15, there is neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. Neither one of those avails anything but a new creature. Now verse 16, our verse. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them in mercy and upon the Israel of God. I love this verse, first of all, because it was handwritten by the Apostle Paul, one step away from the Holy Spirit himself. I love it because it says if we're going to glory, we better be boastful in the cross. I've heard a lot of people in the last few days say, well, I never did this, or I always did this, or I, you know, just about various things. We better just be boasting in the cross of Christ because without it, we are so undone. And then verse 16 says, as many as walk according to this rule. I love that word. It's the word K-A-N-O-N from which we get our word canon, as in the canonized scriptures. As many as walk according to this canon, this preserved word of the Holy Spirit. Peace be on them and mercy. Peace and mercy. I don't know about you, but the days of the last weeks and months have been very discouraging to Cindy Colley in some major ways. I really need is peace. I really need when I look on my life and see how short I fall of, of the completeness, the um, not perfection even, because I know I can never attain to perfection, but of the depth of devotion that I want to have to my Lord when I, when I look at that sometimes. I really am grateful for verses like this that say, because of the cross, because of the canon that I'm following, I can have peace and mercy. And then it says that it's on the Israel of God. Those who claim that promise, the the promises of Israel today, are claiming them through Jesus Christ. That's what makes us sons of Abraham. Not circumcision or uncircumcision, but circumcision of our hearts and the willingness to submit to the canon, the rule of Jesus Christ our Lord. From henceforth, 
let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Paul really did have the marks of stripes and beatings and stonings on his body. I don't have those. But I'm telling you what, if we are faithful to Christ, fully, all the way faithful to Him, there will be times when we become very discouraged because of the words and actions of people around us. I can just go ahead and tell you. And you know if you've been a Christian follower, disciple of Christ any time, any length of time, you know that you will suffer persecution at times because of that. And Jesus said, don't despair about that. This is one of the last conversations he had. Don't despair about that because the world hated me and it's going to hate you. He said that to his apostles as he was just about to commission them to do the greatest um, task that's ever been assigned to mortal man. As, as I think about that, I, I know that applies to us today. If we really do follow him, there will be those who are advers adversarial to our walking according to the rule, the K-A-N-O-N in the Greek, of Jesus Christ, of the Israel of God. I hope you're having a great study this month. I am. We'll have one more dig a bit, and those will be finished for the 10. Have a great day.